welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Good to be in God's house. My name is Pastor Patrick Donahue, and it's an always uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to be with you here tonight, sharing uh, with you tonight. Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse, they send you their love. Uh, they're they're uh, getting gearing up for uh, our Fearless Women's Conference in uh, Amarillo. Let's give our Amarillo ladies a hand clap. It's gonna be a great weekend for them coming up, and uh, in just a few weeks, ladies, it's gonna be it's gonna be happening here. It's 90s themed. I promise you, I've heard every 90s theme song uh, imaginable the last uh, few weeks as they uh, they're, they're putting stuff together for it. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. You should uh, plan on being here. Bring a friend, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have a good time tonight uh, too, though. We're gonna be encouraged. Anybody wanna be encouraged tonight? Is it okay to be encouraged? Uh, we should be, uh, you know, we say it all the time, man, we should be the friendliest bunch on the planet. We should be an encouraging bunch. Uh, if, if you're ever on uh, morning prayer, uh, we have morning prayer. If anybody doesn't know that, we do mo- uh, morning prayer Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. off of the uh, Facebook page and uh, off the church's Facebook page. And uh, you can be a part of a corporate prayer every single morning. And uh, most of the time, if I'm on there, you know, I'm always encouraging you to encourage other people. It's like we get, we get filled up. We get to join our faith together through prayer. We get built up, and we can go encourage other people. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to be encouraged. Uh, let me encourage you, too, by the way. Uh, I, I, I see the stats, and Tiffany and I, we're competitive enough. I see the numbers. Um, Tiffany sings, you know, on Wednesdays, and I see those numbers go up on Wednesdays. So I'm going to start singing on Mondays. So if anybody wants to join me on Monday, I'm going to bring a full band. I'm going to get my numbers up. I'm, I'm going to start competing with the worship lady there on Wednesday. So, uh, so I, I don't know what i got to do. If any of you guys want to come play on a band uh, at 6.30 a.m. at my house, we, we'll, we'll, we'll come do that together. But, uh, but, but seriously, join us for prayer uh, every, every weekday, 6.30 a.m. on our Facebook page. You, you can be a part of that. You can be a part of that Facebook, people that are watching right now. And, um, and, and part of what, you know, Tiffany, Pastor Tiffany, my wife, was saying on uh, this Sunday morning was talking about that encourage, you know, the, kind of provoking us to action. Who have you encouraged today? It's good to be encouraged. Tiffany, I'm encouraging you. Worship was amazing tonight. It was so good. And, um, you know, it, but it is, it's good to encourage. And Pastor Brian's always good about that. He's good about encouraging and, and, and repetitive encouraging, right? And uh, we talked about teamwork. Teamwork makes the, right? If you've been around here very long, you've heard that saying. You've probably heard uh, this if you've uh, been around Pastor Brian for very long, too. If he asks you, what's he going to ask you? If he's going to ask you one question, what's he going to ask you? Are you happy? And what's the answer? Yes, that's right, right? Uh, I'm happy because I'm in Christ, right? If I'm a child of God, I always have a reason to be happy because the Bible says happy is he whose God is the Lord. So if I'm saved, doesn't matter what my circumstances look like. I know what the truth is. I know I have a reason. I'm, I'm going to heaven. So it doesn't matter what else is happening. I've got a reason to be happy. Happy is, happy is he who's God's Lord. The Bible also says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you're a Christian, you always have a reason to be happy, and you always uh, can operate from a position of strength. That's encouraging, right? It's good to be encouraged. And we say that again and again and again because we want you to know it deep down, deep down, and deep down. And... Um, Another uh, great pastor that was here last week, Pastor Eric Gilbert from Three Trees Church, he kind of touched on that a little bit um, 
at least, uh, I, I don't know if he really hit on it as much, maybe on the message, but he came, he was gracious enough, brought some of his guys, and they came early Tuesday uh, morning and spoke and encouraged our staff members during our, our, our regular weekly staff time together. And, um, and, and let's give the Lord a hand clap for that conference, too, last week. Anybody, anybody like that? Anybody want to do that again next year? I want to do it like every week. Like I was in the front and Miles Miller was right behind me. And Pastor Brown was like, anybody want to do that again? Miles was like, next week. He's like, I want to do it again. And uh, I was the same way. I just just want to do that again. It's hard. You don't want to leave that environment. But Pastor Eric on that Tuesday morning was encouraging the staff uh, with many things. But uh, one of the things he was talking about, he said, you know, you guys, one of the biggest things you guys can do as staff members, there are other leaders uh, of ministries and leaders in the church uh, in there. And so just as staff members, as leaders in ministry and and leaders in in the church in general, uh, one of the biggest roles that you have right there is you're, you're the CRO. You're the chief reminding officer. You're the chief reminding officer. It's not, not just enough just to say something, but you got to say it again and again and again. That's why when I say teamwork, it makes the, you know what to say because you've heard it again and again and again. Chief reminding officer, right? You say it again and again and again. And so um, I'm just going to remind you of some things, some truths uh, tonight to encourage you and uplift you. And, uh, and I think you're going to be encouraged. Look at your neighbor and say, let's get, let's get encouraged tonight. Oh, I gave you a long phrase. It was hard to say, wasn't it? Let's say it. Let's try it again, though. Let's, look at your neighbor and say, let's get encouraged tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, let, let's pray. Let's ask God to, to join us tonight. Let, Father God, we thank you so much that uh, you're, you're just the forefront of tonight. We just want to glorify you, and we want to be reminded, Lord, of how good you are, your goodness on the inside of us, uh, and, and what you want to do in us, and not just for us, but, but through us, so we can affect and help encourage other people. I thank you, Lord. That's, that's one of the main reasons you fill us up, because our cup, it overflows, and that overflows not just for us. It's for the people and the world around us. I thank you, Lord. We are encouraged, and we, in turn, will be encouragers. Lord, we thank you for your presence here tonight. Be glorified in all we say and do in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen, amen. amen. I'm going to read several scriptures tonight. So if you've got notes, take notes. It's great to take notes. You can go back later and study it and have personal Bible time with it. I'm going to start in Matthew uh, chapter 8, first three verses out of chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8. And it says this, when he had come down from the mountain, Jesus, when Jesus had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, verse 2, and behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And um, I love just in that moment um, that God kind of shows his hand. He, he not only says, uh, I, not only do I, do I have the power to, to cleanse you, but I'm going to do it. There's a difference between knowing what you can do and actually doing it. Right? So there's a, in us, so let's bring it more home to us. There's a difference in having gifts and abilities and skill sets, right? And there's different ways we can give, right? Give back to God. We can give up our time, our talent, our treasure. There's a difference between having an ability or something, a, a resource that we could give, and then actually giving it, right? And so, so God, He, he kind of declares it. He says, you know, not only can I do it, but I'm going to do it. And so he says, Lord, if you're willing, can you make me clean? He says, I am willing and be cleansed. And he was cleansed. Another way to kind of put that, though, is, you know, the leper saying, hey, Lord, if you're willing, you can 
you can change my situation. Or another way to say it might be, Lord, if you're interested, if you're interested in me, if you're interested in my, my situation, if you're interested in turning this situation around, you can do it. And Jesus said, I'm interested. I am interested. Look at your neighbor and say, he's interested. He, he's interested. He's interested in you. He, he wants to be a part of your life. And make this real personal. This is not just a congregational saying, I'm saying this to the masses. He wants to be a part of your life, my life, Tiffany's life, Johnny's life, Bethany's life. He wants to be a part of your life. And if you'll just pursue him just a little bit, man, he's going he's gonna to embrace you. He's going to change your life. He's interested in your life. And I want to remind you of that as, as your chief reminding officer tonight. I'm going to remind you that, that, that God is interested in you. That's what I titled the message, I Have Interest. So God has interest in us. I'm going to continue reading on in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10. And just reading through some of these scriptures today, man, if you just want a Bible study, just read Matthew 8. I, was, I, read, I read through that whole chapter. It's a short chapter. If you just want to be encouraged, there's probably 100 different messages just out of that short chapter alone, Matthew 8. But I'm continuing on right now in Matthew 8, uh, verses 5 through 10. And it says, Now, now when Jesus has entered, uh, had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I'm also a man under authority and having soldiers under me, if I say to this one, go, and he goes, if I say to another one, come, and he comes, if I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. On, on, in verse 13, it says, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as, you, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. And so um, it's amazing, amazing faith that was displayed right there. And I think it's really interesting kind of how that played out. The, the soldier comes to him, the, the captain, the, the, the centurion, he says, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dread, dreadfully tormented. Notice he really didn't ask anything yet. He didn't ask anything of Jesus. He didn't say, hey, he's tormented, he's sick, he's tore up, can you go help him? He didn't say that. He just said, he's in a bad situation. And Jesus stepped up and said, well, well I'll, I'll come and I'll heal him. And I think he said that because I think Jesus being Jesus, I think he, he knew full well what was in his heart. I think he knew already before he said it, I think he knew what the need was and he knew the faith on the inside of that soldier. And, and Jesus taught in parables, right? He taught in, he, he gave worldly examples and, and brought, you know, bringing heaven down and, and teaching in, in worldly examples so that we can understand these godly principles. That's why he taught in parables. He told stories. And this was a story j just already given to him. And uh, a lot of times, in, uh, in Pastor Brian, if you notice some, uh, sometimes if he's sitting here on the front row, maybe there's a guest speaker. Uh, you'll notice that maybe, uh, obviously I notice it maybe in staff meetings or if there's a meeting, uh, uh, something that we're at, maybe another speaker's talking and they say something that's good. They really hit the nail on the head about something. He'll, Pastor Brian will reach up. He's, you ever notice he snaps? He's like, snaps. He's like, say that again. Say something good. Say that again. Hit, hit a nail, just hit it on the head. Man, such a good point. Say that again. And I feel like that was Jesus' attitude right when that soldier said that because he, he said, Lord, you don't have to 
come with me. You don't have to go there. All you have to do is just speak it and it will be done. Jesus knew what was in his heart. And I feel like that's what Jesus' attitude toward that soldier. It was, say that again. I, disciples, come here. I want you to hear it. Everybody, I'm going to follow it. Come, I want you to hear this again. I want you to hear this great faith that I've not even seen in Israel that this soldier has. He, he's got such belief, such faith. Say, say that again. And so um, I, I believe sometimes, you know, God, God would have us, you know, say it again. Say that thing out loud. Say that truth out loud. Say, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, whatever, whatever God has, has, that promise that God's put in your heart, the word of God, whatever it is, to say it again. Sometimes it's good just to say it again and be reminded of the promise of God, the goodness of God. And uh, so sometimes we need to do things again. Sometimes we need to say it again. Sometimes we need to do it again. Say, do, do it again. Sometimes we need to do it again. In Galatians 6, uh, chapter 6, verses 8 through 10, it says this, but those who live to please the Spirit will, harv will har harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Let's, let's not get tired of doing what is good, and just, and just at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's do it again. Even when it's hard, even when you're in the face of adversity, even when you're dealing with those people. Everybody say those people. You can all relate because sometimes we are those people and we all deal with those people. And those people are not specific to a city or a state or a job or a church those people are everywhere because people are everywhere, and people are fallible. And if we're along, around uh, each other long enough, we're going to notice each other and how fallible we are. That's okay, because that's, that's why we live in grace, right? We, we, we lead in love. We, don't, we, 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 we lead in love. We, we live by grace. And uh, it's good because we need to be reminded that maybe uh, somebody's stepping on our toes today, but maybe it's us that's going to be stepping on the toes tomorrow. So let's, let's live in grace and lead by love. And, um, and, and, and do it again, even if it's difficult. Even if that person is difficult at work, man, just, just do it again. Don't be wary of doing good. Just show up and be nice to them again. Say something nice to them again. Maybe they're being derogatory toward you. I bless you, brother, in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe they try to slander you on Facebook. Happy emoji, right? It's like, I, I, you just don't, don't buy into it. Don't get drugged down into it. Do it again. Do it again. Don't grow weary and doing good. Everybody say, do it again. Do it again. Don't give up. Sometimes we need to say it again. Sometimes we can do it again. Sometimes we need to believe it again. Uh, Tiffany uh, called me today with this story about uh, little Patrick, our little boy. Uh, they, were in the, uh, they were in the kitchen getting ready to order from uh, uh, one of those pickup deals from Walmart. Does anybody do that? Do I, I, every time I go to Walmart and I see people with a shopping cart full of groceries coming out, I'm like, don't you know there's pickup? Well, why don't you call pickup? You could have saved an hour and a half. And uh, so if you haven't tried that, man, try that. Uh, but I'm praying Meyer gets it on 54. Can I get an amen? I need, I need it at Meyer. Um, so they call, they call pickup, and they're going, Tiffany's kind of talking out loud through the list of what some of the kid things they're going to get, like some juice boxes and some, like a Lunchable that Patrick likes. And uh, so the Lunchable's on there. And so, so Tiffany finishes the order, and she clicks it, and it's ordered. All, all right. She's like, all right, it's ordered. And immediately, they're already in the kitchen. Immediately, Patrick opens the refrigerator. He's like, <laughs> he's like, where is it? You know? 
And she's like, well, buddy, it, it's, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. He's like, but you just ordered it. Where is it? He, he couldn't understand that, right? He, he, didn't, he understood we ordered it. He didn't, he didn't understand that you had to pick it up, right? You know, there's a story when the disciples, they were, they were around Jesus, and uh, they were praying and believing for uh, this demon-possessed man to be delivered. And they kept praying, kept believing, and it just wasn't happening. So they went to, they went to Jesus and said, Master, I don't know why it's not happening. We're praying. We can't cast that demon out. And what does Jesus tell them? That kind only comes out by prayer and fasting, right? And so Patrick didn't understand, you know, you had to order it, but you also had to pick it up. The disciples at that point, they didn't understand. At this point, you know, we, we, it's not just about praying, but also fasting. And so, uh, so when it comes to believing again, uh, my encouragement with you is this, that maybe, maybe your, your mountain that's in front of you today, maybe it just requires something different, something else, right? So don't, don't get discouraged if it's not happening to, for you right now, but just speak to that mountain again and believe for it to be cast out again. If it shows up tomorrow, man, believe again. Maybe there's just something else, something extra you've got to do. David, even, you think about David going into the battle with Goliath. David, he, he started out the battle, and they dressed him in his family's armor, and he's like, well, no, this isn't right. This isn't going to work. I, I, this is not how I'm going to be able to defeat this guy. And he has to shed that armor and has to kind of rethink how he's going to go and attack this thing. He, but he, he never lost belief. He, he, he kept believing. So my encouragement is believe that again. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep fighting. Keep believing. And uh, believe, believe that again. Maybe there's something extra you've got to do. Uh, may, and maybe, honestly, maybe it's just not the right time, right? Maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe, maybe that mountain needs to be gone tomorrow. But, but, but keep believing. Believe that again. Sometimes we need to believe again. Sometimes we need to say again. Do it again. Sometimes we need to go there Again, so say go there again. In Mark 4, 35 through 40, Mark 4, 35 through 40, it says this, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus to in the boat and they started out, leaving the crowds behind them, uh, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a, on a cushion. <laughs> Not only sleeping, that, this translation, with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Verse 39, Then Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence or peace, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you, ha do you still have no faith? And uh, so, so Jesus, he said, let's go to the other side. They start the journey. Storm comes. Everybody freaks out. They wake him up. And he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, did you not hear me at the get-go? I said, let's go. Let's cross. Let's go to the other side. You talk, look in Genesis. When God says, let there be light, what happens? There's light. Same mentality, same faith, same power, same person. He says, let's go to the other side. That's not a suggestion. He was going to the other side. And that, that's where they're headed. That's where they're going to end up. We're going to go to the other side. And uh, he, he's trying to encourage the, the disciples. Hey, look, I've already spoken it. Let's, we're, so we're, we're going to do it. I didn't say there weren't going to be storms, but I said we're going to go to the other side. So don't worry. We're going to make it to the other side. 
And so my encouragement for you is, is don't worry about, again, that, that storm, that mountain that's in front of you, that giant that's in your land. Man, it's, it, it's not going to be the end of you. If, if God says go, man, go. If he says go, go in this direction, man, go in that direction. Doesn't mean there won't be hard times. Don't, doesn't mean that we're not going to be uh, in the natural and maybe want to second guess ourselves. But, man, if the Lord said go, man, let's go. Uh, you think about uh, other examples, um, uh, the 23rd Psalm, easy example to kind of pull from that. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel like we even, maybe one of the preachers even talked about it during the conference last week. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I walk through the valley. I don't live in the valley. I don't stay in the valley. I don't set up camp in the valley. I certainly don't die in the valley. I walk through the valley. And while I'm going through the valley, I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry about that storm coming at my boat like the disciples. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, it goes on, I prepare a table for you, says the Lord. Hey, isn't that nice? The Lord, he's prepared a table for us. We're going to feast. We're going to get blessing. Aha. But it's in the presence of our enemies, right? It's like he, he didn't say you're going to eat and be merry and it's going to never have any opposition. You're never going to have anybody look at you awkwardly, come against you in any way, form or fashion in life. He didn't say that. But he said you can, you can have that opposition and you can still dine and you can still partake of, of manna from heaven. You can still uh, reap of the blessing of God. You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you don't have to fear any evil. You can see and be in the midst of a storm, but you can speak peace and, and tell it to be still. You, you don't have to be uh, uh, just downtrodden with the assaults uh, that, that, the, that the enemy wants to, to, to put at you. And, and then uh, even, the, even the, 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 the theme verse of our, our new church, our rebranding, his church, right? The, the Lord's going to build his church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church, right? We're, we're going to move forward. The gates of hell, they're going to try, but they're not going to win. They're not going to prevail. And um, I always think of this song. Um, I, I think I sang it last time. Many of you probably are like, please, Lord, don't sing it again. But I'm going to sing it again because it's a good song. Uh, anybody know uh, going, going to the enemy's camp? Does anybody know that one? Oh, you bunch of heathens. What are you doing? No, I'm just teasing. It's, it's an old school song. Nobody knows that. Who knows that song? Oh, yeah, I know some people. Okay. Going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what he took from me. Going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to declare my liberty. I know you people. All right. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. Y'all know it. Y'all want to sing it. There's actually, there's another one. There's another uh, part of that, Jesus is Lord. What's the other one? Um, under my feet. That's right. Under my feet. And you start doing this. Under my feet. Under my, and I, on the front row as a little kid, I'd be, oh, he's under my feet. I, I used to love that song because it was putting Satan in his place. You're under my feet. I'm going to go to that enemy's camp. And maybe there was a time before, a season before, a lifetime before, where I would let that storm speak to me, and I'd go back in, in, in the midst of that boat. Now, I don't want to face that storm, right? I'd walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I would fear the evil. I'd run. I'd be terrified. I'd be petrified. I'd be immobilized. But God doesn't want you to be immobilized. He wants you to keep moving forward. So I love that song because it just reminds the devil, I'm going to go to that enemy's camp I'm going to reclaim what, what you tried to take from me, what I laid down. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take back uh, all, all that I gave up, and I'm, I'm going to go and be uh, everything uh, God has for me. And, and so I, I'm going to go to the enemy's camp. So go there again. So, so, so say it again. Do it again. Believe it again. Even go there again. 
Some of you are saying, don't sing that again, though. Uh, go, go there again. Uh, read that again. Sometimes we need to read that again. Invest in the Word of God. The Scripture says, hide it in your heart. Hide the Word in your heart. It will renew your mind. It'll change the way that you think. So important. Uh, change the way that you think, again, about your situation. You'll view that storm differently. You'll view that giant differently. You'll view that mountain differently. You'll view your situation differently. You'll view other people differently. You'll view yourself differently. All of a sudden, you start to filter it through the Word of God, the promises of God, the, the standard of God, and there's this new level of, of excellence that's and appreciation that you have for people, that you have for life, that you have for what God has done on the inside of you. It's amazing what the Word of God will do. It's life to you. It's life to us. Get, 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 get immersed in, in the Word of God. Get, get under the Word of God. Build up your faith. Hear, hearing, uh, hearing the Word of God, building up your faith. So read that again. Remember him again. Everybody say remember. Remember him again. Uh, when we take communion, it says as often as we do this, we do this in remembrance of me. Uh, of me. Re remember him. Remember his goodness. Psalm th uh, 103 verses 2 through 6. Psalm 103 verses 2 through 6. It says, let, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He, he forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Verse 5, he fills my life with good things. Just that verse alone. He fills my life with good things. And my youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 6, the Lord, the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. It's good to remember the goodness of God. Right, I, I, I say that again, like on morning prayer, I say that a lot. Um, when, we, when we just begin to praise God and thank him for who he is, and then get real personal with it, start to praise God and thank him for what he's done specifically, personally in our lives. He saved me, delivered me, gave me a wonderful wife, two wonderful kids, a wonderful family, a wonderful church family to be a part of, wonderful pastors to be under. I, I don't sleep outside. I, I've got a roof over my head, a car I can drive to work, a, a job, again, to, to buy food. I'm talking about Walmart. I, I have the ability to buy groceries and provide for my kids. You start to think and list all of those things. I know that mountain can look enormous when we just start focusing on the mountain and the problem or the person or the issue, whatever it is that's coming against you, whatever it is that's occupying your time and your thoughts. But if, if we just get our mind off of that and remember really how blessed we are, our attitude can just change in a heartbeat. And man, it's like, you know what? That stuff, it is, it, it's there, but it's not gonna stay there. It's just a storm. That storm's gonna pass. That's just a mountain right now, and it's going to be cast in the sea. That's just a giant in the land. It's going to be slain. This is not the end of me. This is not the definition of me. I, I know what God says about me. I'm going to move forward, and uh, I, I'm going to remember his goodness. I, I'm going to remember right there again, uh, Psalm 103, verse 5. He fills my life with good things. And just be being reminded of that. So uh, we're going to say it again, do it again, believe it again, go there again, read it again, remember it again, and we're going to ask again. Matthew 7, uh, chapter 7, uh, verses 7 and 8. It says, keep on asking, ask and keep on asking, and you will see what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Anyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And so we don't want to give up, right? It's like, if you don't give up, you win. 
I think Pastor Chris said that at the conference. If you don't give up, you win. If you don't give up, you win. Chief reminding officer, if you don't give up, you win. So keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. For everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So we're going we're gonna to do all these things. We're going to say it again, do it again, believe it again, go there again, read it again, remember it again, ask again. All because of what John 14 says, uh, verses 1 through 4. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If, the, if it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Verse three, when everything is ready, I will come and I will get you so that you will, be, you will always be with me where I am and you will know the way where I'm going. When we know that scripture and when we know the end game, we know how it ends, it's easy to get excited about wanting to say it again, do it again, believe it again, go there again, read and remember it again, and ask again. Because we serve a king who didn't just die on, on the cross and was buried in a tomb, but he left in glory and he's coming back again. And his plan for you is to give you a hope and a future. He's got good things in store for you. And, uh, and so my encouragement for you, my chief reminding officer, don't give up. Uh, whatever it is, pursue it again, all of those things. Pursue it again, press in again, because, uh, because he's got an amazing life for you and not just for you. Remember, our cups, they overflow. That overflow is for the world around us, the people around us, our family around us, our coworkers around us, our neighbors around us, those of yet that have come around us in, into this church, into, and, and not even in Owensboro, in Amarillo, in Henderson, in Ohio County, in 90-some other campuses. Man, there's overflow to be had. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep reading. Keep remembering. Keep pursuing the things of God because I'm telling you, we're, we're victors and not victims in this life, right? We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're ambassadors for Christ. And so let, let's go and show the world around us, man, how, how, God, how good God is to us and who God can be to them. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap tonight. Amen? He's good. Let's pray as we leave here tonight, and let's just ask God for, for those things to come to pass in our lives. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, so much. You're, you're such a good God. I thank you, Lord, um, just that encouragement from Pastor Eric that we're a, a chief reminding officer uh, to ourselves, to, to other people. But I thank you, Lord, that that's what your word is. It's, it's the chief reminding officer in our hearts, in our spirit, man. I thank you, Lord, that we're just rooted and grounded in, in that foundation, Lord, and we know the promises of God, the goodness of God. And so I thank you, Lord, we'll do all of those things again and again and again. We'll, we'll say it again and do it again. Believe for it again. Go there again. We won't, we won't, uh, uh, we won't give up ground anymore, but we'll, we'll keep pursuing. We'll keep reading your word. We'll remember the goodness of God. We'll continue to ask and pursue your goodness because you say in your word that you're a rewarder of those that would diligently seek you. So we say tonight, Father, we're not going to be ones that shrivel back and get, and get stuck uh, in, a, in a certain place in life uh, because there's opposition. We're, but I thank you, Lord, because of Christ, we can do all things. We're more than overcomers. And I thank you, Lord, we're not stuck any longer, but we're moving forward and living the full life that you've got uh, in store for us from the very beginning. And I thank you, Lord, that every good thing that we have in our lives, it comes from you, our Father above. You, we sung it earlier tonight. You are a, such a good, good Father. 
Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We worship you, and, and we just lift up our hands and our hearts and our attitudes, and we take time tonight. We take time just every single day just to acknowledge who you are, to be reminded of your goodness. You're so, so good, Lord. Thank you, Father, for having interest in us. Thank you, Lord, for having interest in our well-being. Thank you, Lord, for having interest in our eternity. I thank you, Lord, that we now can have interest in the world around us and let the world around us know we serve a good, good Father in heaven. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We ask you to lead God and help us as we go tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for all of these things in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Let's give him one more hand clap tonight. He's good. He's so good.